0: we
1: Welcome to Rage Against the Mainstream, your full-spectrum source for all things music, insight, and opinion. Today is July sixth, two thousand and twenty. My name is Bill, and I'm joined here with Connor and Steve.
2: Yo, greetings.
1: How is everybody's holiday?
2: Very good. Well. Solid, it smooth.
1: It was. It wasn't bad that it was on a Saturday this year. I mean, yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter to you guys, but I had off on Friday. What does that mean? Observing holiday. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Thank you, uh, Governor Murphy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, um, yeah, so uh, has anyone encountered anything new or interesting in the past week?
3: Go uh, I, uh, yeah. I just got Red Man's first album on tape. Nice. I'm
1: really liking You guys that, have been into tape. fucking collecting shit lately. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah I,
2: I mean, never stopped, bro. <laughs> well, especially the last week when we discussed it, I kind of went a little fucking crazy on Discogs and at Princeton spend, yeah. I, I've been spending too much money thanks again Governor Murphy um,
3: uh, your dad's like the, probably just like this
2: Connor guy is really dude, uh, you reigniting you your addictive understand. behavior every time, it's like every time I used to get picked up by my, a friend my dad was like worried about a call from like the police or something now yeah. my dad's just scared to see a fucking bag that's shaped <laughs> like a fucking a record how much did how you much spend, did you spend Stephen? today yeah dude I get the same questions and I'm just like that. we're not going to talk about this <laughs> I file independent on my taxes. We don't have any <laughs> fucking discussions to talk I, about.
1: I mean, it could definitely, it could be worse. It could always be worse. Oh yeah, well, and we've experienced much. too. Like, yeah.
3: they're they're definitely you could definitely consider them investments. Like, oh are, yeah, like, are you capable of fucking going to the UPS store? Very much so. Then you could fucking resell all these for what exactly. you for them. Exactly. Yeah. Or the way or the more, internet I mean. is today, dude, Yeah, it's yeah. just amazing. There's
2: constantly people searching for that yeah, shit. Yeah, and between so. all the different platforms to put it on, Marketplace, Craigslist, oh, Discogs, yeah. eBay, I mean, shit. You can find the best value out of that. I've got those yeah. three
3: Bowie cassettes. I'm, I'm thinking about putting them up on eBay for $25 Fuck for the yeah. three. For a bundle. Yeah. Man,
1: why oh, not? Yeah. Boom. Somebody's going to be looking for them. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Speaking of collectibles, the new and interesting, uh, Bossa Nova. Probably my least favorite of the first three Pixie albums. I gotta put Doolittle up top and Surfer a very close second. You like it oh, better to be than Trompe yeah, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Not to be confused. Yeah, definitely not. Especially the remake. <laughs> you Eddie know Murphy, Trump, he's alright.
3: You know what Trompe translates to in English? What? Fool the world. Very Francis
2: Black. Huh. Mm. Um... But yeah, Bossa Nova is releasing a 30th anniversary uh, Red Edition LP on August 7th. So I pre-ordered that, which was cool because I looked at the website to order it from and it seemed kind of like like Facebook Addy, but they actually have it on Amazon from the distribution center. So that way I was able to pre-order it through Amazon. That's cool. But like, that's what we talk about with collectibles. So you think about original pressing. Sometimes these ones that are like limited edition, you just hang on to them for a period of time, even if they were released decades after the original. Keep them for two years. It'll be worth yeah, more you than can, when you get As long as you, you keep those newer ones in good shape. You know what I mean? Like yep. that fucking Lamb of God album, I ordered that deluxe vinyl. That's already worth $10 more than when I fucking really? bought it. Really? Yeah, dude. There's four of them on Discogs immediately after the release, and they're already going selling for $10 more than what they originally What, the Lamb out. of God? Yeah, because uh, I bought a limited edition deluxe, like mm-hmm. orange splatter LP uh, shit. shit. Yeah, I spent the extra $5 on it, but they're selling them for 40 So I mean,
1: plus, it's not like it's CDs. Like, they don't, like, continually make presses yeah least. like you kind of get what you
3: get they don't even do that with cds anymore yeah, actually certain... vinyls are probably the most continuously really manufactured nowadays so, like, like newer artists oh shit by the cds i've just dropped like best buy doesn't even have a new releases section anymore for cds oh shit. yeah it's like all, they bl- just, all oblivion bins like target all oblivion target and walmart <laughs> have cd sections but they just get the bare minimum they yeah, get they don't have shit, shit there when shit first yeah. comes out and then they're just and like everybody's greatest hits yeah of course and Definitely if a Billy like Joel rap album and music. There then it's all fucking edited and it's <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that no one wants.
1: Like, who, yeah.
2: Who wants, like, who Tupac's wants greatest rap hits? It's like, yeah. for real. It's the whole purpose. Who wants edited Tupac's greatest hits? Yo, I remember right. when my dad tried to get me Eminem Show after I bought it on the side with the explicit sticker. And I remember he bought me the fucking edited <laughs> release, the clean version. I remember I listened to my dad's gone crazy for the first time and they make oh all those God. weird sounds. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, like, to cover it up. Surprised you weren't just like, Dad, you got to take this back i was like, like oh, no i was like thanks dad meanwhile i got the real coffee <laughs> under my pillow well even you have like to think 12. of like uh
1: like uh, what was it slim shady or marshall mathers lp that had kim on it marshall 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 yeah. do you know the the that's the explicit version the, the not edited explicit. version
3: probably just straight doesn't have that song. it doesn't have a song it's called yeah, yeah. there's a
1: song called kids on it in place of it <laughs> for real
3: so fucking that's funny. they were like yeah you just smooth. and, and it's out like here.
1: a it's a south park-esque type song like, like, it sounds like Mr. Mackey is in it.
2: Oh, really? Yeah. After oh, it's the show, like super, like, encore Eminem type. Yes. Yeah.
1: Like, after the show, we'll the, I'll out the show it to you if you never heard it before. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, it's weird. And they don't really do shit like that anymore. Like, dude, I remember hearing Kim for the first time. And I was like, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, dude. So long. Bitch. Shut up, so bitch. You move again. I'll yeah, beat the bro. shit out of you. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, I remember, like, like being, like. Scared while listening to a song. Well, they called
2: it like they. I remember say they like labeled them like hardcore, like horror rap, hardcore. But yeah, like that album, you got to figure at our age. But here's the thing that bothers me, and I don't want to like get too much into this because I know Bill, you have something new and interesting as well. But like you talk about all this shit that can influence kids, video games and blah blah blah. Like our generation ain't really doing much. And if you think about the things we grew up on, shit. I mean, what the fuck?
1: We grew up in the time
2: of fucking Grand Theft Auto. Yeah.
1: Like, like I said, I tried to Like when these games were actually big. I yeah. had Grand
2: Theft Auto Three at eight years old. Of course, <laughs> I told my dad it was a Tetris game just because of the cover with all the blocks and the different colors. I was like, "Yeah, yeah this is just a very intricate Tetris game." Don't
1: pay attention to Tommy Versetti with his game. Yeah, kind.
2: dude. Yeah, <laughs> It's <Fuckings. That's> funny. <laughs> yeah, dude. Well, Bill, what do you got?
1: Um, my new interesting this week is Whitechapel released a new song called Doom Woods. Mm. Um, Whitechapel, as everyone knows, you know, one of the more prominent deathcore bands around and i feel like on this this song at least i haven't heard anything else from it i feel like they're like taking a turn into more like traditional death metal as opposed to a core aspect of it
2: so i was going to ask you too because you know how i feel about like that genre in particular but yeah. i do know people that constantly rave about certain bands and white chapel has been one of them yeah. hasn't this album been like Super anticipated. I remember seeing like, I memes so. about it. Like-, like I
1: was never a giant super fan yeah. of Whitechapel. Like I like this is Exile. I thought that was fucking crazy when it came out. Yeah, and I kind of like fell off the radar with them a little bit. But I heard this song and I was like, okay, like it's still familiar, but. They, it's like I've said before about like the fucking like the core. It's almost yeah. like, a, like a cop out. Yeah, it seems like they've like evolved past that.
2: Okay, you know so what they I mean? didn't Pull a lamb of God on us and go back to like Wrath era. No, it, shit.
1: it's it's a cool song. My only gripe with this is is that the the vocals are really really low in the mix. Mm. Like everything else is like really fucking high, and Phil like you could barely hear him. It's like and then everything and like it's just weird. Yeah. But all in all, it's a pretty decent song. I I dug it. The the music video is pretty cool. I'll give it a shot. Yeah, it's Nothing definitely something to, to check out uh Whitechapel Doom Woods or
0: On this day in music history. July sixth, nineteen
2: 1977, performing at the Olympic Stadium in Montreal on the final stop of Pink Floyd's first stadium tour, Roger Waters fits. On an unruly fan, and x-rays the crowd for setting off fireworks. The experience inspires their next album. Fucking uptight ass British uh, ass Pink Floyd couldn't fucking
3: take a little bit of American fucking rowdiness at a concert. But it did inspire the Wall.
1: Could you imagine being that guy, the guy that inspired Roger Waters to make the Wall?
2: Yeah, and now when we say the Wall, I wonder if that includes the movie too. I have that, and uh, I never watched it. Yeah. I've never seen it either. Because that right. that—that that thing is like almost a soundtrack for their own movie, pretty much. Yeah, and it's just like a straight hallucination.
1: I I like I said before, I was never really a giant not big point.
2: You ever
3: listen to um Radio Chaos by um Roger Waters? Yeah. What do you think of that? It's all right. Uh, yeah,
2: I'm more of a David Gil- Gilmore fan, to be honest with you, solo wise. Yeah,
3: solo wise, Roger Waters stuff kind of. He wasn't. Yeah, yeah. even dude, really even Sid Barrett
2: solo shit, like the Terrapin, Madcap laughs, Mad dude. Laughs yeah, dude, head that head. album, honestly, I
3: scream Sunday.
2: Yeah, when you think Yeah, Terrapin. <laughs> or I really yeah. love you. I mean, yeah. you. Yeah, like I love old <laughs> Sid Barrett shit. But yeah, I, that's that's recently I've been cool. getting
1: into Pink Floyd.
2: Yeah, I'll, you remember how you sent me like a fucking Van Halen set? I'll yeah. get you. I'll get you some Pink Floyd songs, just a right. kind of compilation to run it down. I just, I just had a flashback to the fucking guy at Jupiter talking about like
3: Sony and shit. Yeah, I'm like, you realize a lot of those old '60s and '70s classic rock albums, like people want the Pitman pressings, right? Of course, yeah, yeah. I order a lot of Pitman pressings, like What's that? um, like the manufacturer manufactured and like the The records manufactured at that oh oh at that yeah are like the ones everybody wants yeah. There's like mad
2: huh. like one specifically that's a pitman like Neil
3: Young's first solo or second solo album. Everybody knows this is nowhere. Yeah, everybody wants the Pitman one. Yep,
1: that's weird. Who would have thought?
3: They apparently had like the good tooling there where they made real good shit. That's wild. Yeah. I didn't know that. Sorry, that was kind of off topic. In 1988, MTV refused to play Neil Young's video for "This Knows for You." Citing a policy against videos that mention products, the video is a parody of various ad campaigns with lyrics mentioning Coke, Pepsi, Miller, and Bud. The real reason that they wouldn't play this video was that there was a a shot of a Michael Jackson lookalike, uh, Michael Jackson lookalike running around on stage with their hair on fire because oh, right before shit. this michael jackson, jackson had gotten paid like five hundred thousand dollars to do a pepsi yeah, 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 commercial yeah, and, and, and his hair caught on fire and neil wow. young was like they making totally fun of him the shit out so that's all that song, that song like the original and was m&m great. pretty yeah. much yeah yeah literally <laughs> this notes for you is like an mtv video or an Eminem video, like, in the 80s. That's but, funny. But Neil also. Young.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, as time goes on, like, even the whole shit with, like, Leonard Skidder and during that time and stuff, yeah. Yeah, I still got mad respect for Neil Young. Oh, yeah. He's right. just, like, always- Neil Young's s- the like, more
3: respectable
2: party in that he, He's been, like, almost above the radar, but he's always been, like, right under there and yeah. super successful, Well, which Harvest awesome. was the best-selling album of 72 or 73 worldwide. I think I bought that today. Yeah. Yeah fucking hard dude
1: you're going fucking hard with this buying cds dude you don't understand you
2: remember when i had that fucking dope cd collection i just started collecting vinyls i had like static age velvet underground (laughs) he sold me that jethro toll and that lasted for what three months yeah it went all in my body screaming deal on that jethro (laughs) toll yo dude and the (laughs) guy guy sold it to at tunes man he fucking made a killing off that thing compared to what i got for it i think i took a loss dude raised art yeah dude it was like og og Unbelievable. Um,
1: (laughs) July 6, 1991. Grunge takes baby steps into the mainstream as the Alice in Chains album, Facelift, peaks at number 42 in the U.S., and Man in the Box goes to
2: number 18 on the mainstream rock chart. Currently my favorite album by them. What, Facelift? Constantly oh, yeah. interchangeable yeah. between that and Jar of Flies. Dude, Sometimes Facelift has so many
1: good songs
3: on
2: it. Bleed the love, Freak, hate, Sea love. of
3: Sorrow. The thing with Facelift for me is Facelift just, there's a little bit more like cheesiness on Dirt. Okay. Like jar right, like think- okay, is just a, a, sm- a smidge more like mainstream, you could say. Yeah. And that's why I really felt like the fucking down and dirty. and Oh, yeah. We
1: have to remember, too, like at this point in time in 1991, they have been playing these particular songs since like the late 80s. Yeah. And like, have you ever heard like the demos of like We Die Young and shit? Yeah.
3: It's on We Die Young EP.
1: Yeah. And I believe it was released on uh, Nothing Safe, the box set. Yeah. And uh... or no, it was on the greatest hits. I think it was on Greatest Hits, but there's a demo version of We Die Young. Did you ever listen to Nothing Safe?
3: Yeah. Yeah. The whole Uh, thing?
1: I'm pretty sure. I mean, it's it's been years. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I mean, since then, I've bought in every Alice in Chains album and have lost them. Yeah. Lastly, in music news, 1994, the lighthearted drama Forrest Gump hits theaters. I don't think that movie's lighthearted at all. But um, aside from becoming the top grossing film of the year in North America and winning multiple Academy Awards, the movie spawns a hit soundtrack with songs from Elvis Presley, Three Dog Night, The Doors, The Birds, The Mamas and the Papas, Buffalo Springfield, and more. That movie did have a really good soundtrack, come to think about it. Yeah. All in all, I've like I liked Forrest Gump. I thought it was a good movie. Oh yeah, it's not it's one classic. of those ones I can watch. I can't watch. it. I'm gonna it put it out no there. Like but it's, it's good. one.
2: Yeah, it's one of those movies where it's like if it's on, I'll watch it. But I never have like the desire. Like if I'm searching for something streaming or yeah, a DVD, I won't be watching. That yeah, either. but if I'm like bored and it's on AMC or something, catch it like in the middle. Exactly. I put it on.
1: But I do remember the soundtrack being really good.
2: Solid. Solid
1: stuff. Nice. And that concludes music news or er, music history. Oh yeah
2: today yeah, we, we no longer do music news. rest in peace music news yeah we figure you guys are more than capable of finding. we know yourself. you guys missed we don't want ins- to dance floor yeah updates. we don't want to insult <laughs> the intelligence of our listeners and know that they can find their music news. yeah i'm Very pretty sure simply, yeah, if you, you can listen to this podcast you can find music <laughs> yeah. news.
1: i'm pretty sure you can find the articles that we copy and paste
2: to absolutely you on rollingstone.com we have no resources whatsoever no source information or npr.com might be a copy <laughs> and paste from wikipedia who knows we had to scale back
3: on our field Reporting operation, so we're we're just not yeah. able to get the scoop like we used to. <laughs> yeah,
2: our overhead is uh too much right now. We can't afford our field report <laughs> due to COVID. Due to COVID, yeah.
3: due to COVID, we had to uh, watch you um Fucking, um, I'm just gonna say Jerry. He got fired. What's his name, Jerry? It was yeah. Jerry with a
2: G, right? Fair, yeah, Jerry with a G Jerry with a G. Yeah, G R R Y. Yeah, yeah. And Jerry Jafferty. We Jerry caught our Jafferty. fourth employee that's unnamed, in all the credits. Poor guy. That's funny.
1: So I guess going back to what you were saying in your newer interesting with the fucking red man tape, I feel like something that we never we talk about briefly, but it's something we never really get into like a full discussion about. Yeah. Is rap. And rap music. Hip hop, if you will. Now I'm not going to go and say like it's our collective favorite genre, but it's definitely something that all three of us can definitely agree on. Yeah, like oh, yeah. when something gets brought up about rap, we, we all have the, the same. Era. I
2: think exactly. I think yeah. the issue is with way rap has transformed compared to like. We'll say like rock, grunge, '90s alternative, mm-hmm. even like '80s punk, thrash. All those bands. Did not- there's a level of consistency through the eras where yes. rap has transformed so drastically mm-hmm. that there's like nothing newer than it's 2012 not, or so. That's like not I, like fine wine. Yeah, like That's you'll occurring. find. Yeah, you'll find some yeah. artists that like even Jay Cole's new shit. Like I can fuck with some of his yeah. stuff. Kendrick Lamar was doing pretty well. Lupe Fiasco, like Lupe, later yeah. on. Yeah. Like, yeah, dude. But it's good. Like, I always go back to that 80s, 90s, early oh, yeah. 2000s, early like DMX. In, in yeah, my dude. opinion,
1: I think the early 2000s might have been, like, the golden era for hip-hop and rap. For hip-hop. Yes. But, like,
2: like gangster rap, dude? Like, oh, that whole 90s, 90s scene was, yeah. But that's, But that's the thing, though. Because to specify what we kind of want to get in here is, like, the quality of the instrumentals and the beats. Do you like, guys have, like, James. a favorite rap song of all time? A favorite rap song of all time. That's hard.
1: Well, actually, before we start this, I want to preface this real quick. This is the point in this show where you're finally going to see how our styles really differ. Like, I'm more of a fan of like newer shit because of the production values. Yeah. I like it when the like, huge bass. I like it with fucking like excellent production. Yeah. Connor is more of the fucking like old school where it's like lo fi. But it's still good and you're I'm like right
2: in the middle of it. Exactly. Yeah.
1: And not for nothing. You're kind of more into like the like the underground shit to where it actually sounds like somebody recorded yeah. it with a fucking tape recorder. Yeah. You know, and I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to like talk out of turn or anything. But that's you know like but about you know I mean? that's about
2: like where we're at in genre based regardless. Exactly. You know what I mean? And
1: this is going to be one of those situations to where you as listeners, if you don't know us by now, fucking fifty episodes in you're really gonna find out who we are today.
2: Well, the thing that we can collectively <laughs> agree on when we talk about beats is pretty much everything off Ready to Die. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Any yeah. Whole era.
1: Almost anything Dre's ever done. Yeah.
2: Almost. Uh, yeah, I would say Almost. everything Dre
3: did up until like oh one oh, yeah. one yeah. was the end of like Fire or Dre. Pretty much.
1: The Chronic had some really... Uh, the, the, chronic, the, the Chronic's a stable. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, dude. The Chronic's a
2: stable, though. That's, that's a, The chronic 2001, out. though. Yeah, but that's also the thing with you that West Coast. You never see that used. That West no Coast, Coast style and then that East Coast style was yeah. like those extreme differences because you saw like early on it was like that gangster battle rap and then yeah. obviously West Coast went more to that club culture and like East Coast kind of stayed to that like raw, like you know, almost personal example of what we're yeah. rapping about. You well you can I mean? also
1: see too in like the West Coast gangster rap type thing, they were using like a lot of Motown samples and shit and yeah. like reworking songs. Like think of like Let Me Ride and shit like that. Yeah. And um whatever fucking uh God damn it. I forget the fucking Ice Cube or the NWA song but that like sampled Express like Express Yourself? Well that too, but there's another one fucking uh From um,
3: Straight Erica Compton.
1: Yeah. Um um, the Ice Cube verse ends with like, uh, oh, weak in weak in the knees, mm, like oh that yeah, song. Yeah. Like uh, I forget the fucking song though, like the actual N.W.A. song. It ends with the the la the Ice Cube verse ends with, if you don't like how I'm living, then fuck you. I'm trying to think. Oh, you know what song I'm yeah. talking about. But regardless, you you guys know what you you know what I'm referring to. But I feel like that's what made. Like the West Coast gangster rap so fucking awesome is the fact that they used such awesome fucking songs to do it. And yeah, Gangsta Gangsta. Gangster Gangster, right. there yeah, we yeah. go. And I feel like in the East Coast you actually had the musicians playing this shit. Like you listen to like Ready to Die and yeah. shit.
2: It's live give
1: me the loot live is a fucking live instrument yeah. instrumentation
2: well that new york scene man it's like ilmatic i
3: uh, jupiter was saying oh yeah yeah exactly what, was <laughs> what? It, literally the guy ju we got into a mini i bought the second tupac tape and um <laughs> We started talking about East versus West, and he's like, Yeah, man, I always just like the East Coast because like, it was like they had real bass and like, <laughs> the real, album or, he like, bought, real dude. samples and not like yeah. keyboard bass. The album you yeah. bought, he was like, yeah. I almost
2: bought that because of nostalgia, but I hate Tupac. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> Okay, All dude. Right, I guess I'll buy it. That's then. funny. Like, I think it was cool. He was like semi burnout but like yeah. totally about his shit. But that yeah, is yeah, the yeah, thing, yeah. man. There is a yeah. huge dynamic that people, when you really start getting into it, and like you said, with almost that early 2000s mix that you're really into like it really took rappers for instance like the game when he separated from G Unit and Mm -hmm. did the documentary obviously under Dre and then he obviously went forward and did his own progression Yeah, still working with Dre until he got independent but that album the documentary was like one of those first albums that kind of got away from like yeah yeah, Phenomenal album, yeah. dude. Yeah. It's good. But like you even had like when like 50 Cent released fucking Get Rich yeah. and in the club was the one song. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But then if you listen to some of those other songs, you still had that New York vibe from exactly. the nineties.
3: They love it, the underdog songs. Yeah. Top. But the, the radio, radio killed top it. Because yeah, they only top.
2: played how we do by the game. Yeah. They only played in the club by 50 Cent. You know what I mean? Candy even the Eminem songs. Where is Candy like, Shop? Where's the Massacre? Perfect. Huh? Where,
3: where is Ludacris? Why is Ludacris well, never on the fucking radio?
1: I feel like no one really takes like the Dirty South rappers seriously do almost. Well, Act
2: like Trillville, you. fucking well, Lil Wayne. That's the thing about that though, because those My rappers did the same spot. thing, dude. Yeah, fucking yeah. Well, I feel like the, the like Swisha House Productions exactly. was fucking awesome. Like yeah. fucking Paul Outcast. Wall and fucking Paul Wall, yeah. Mike um, Jones, yeah. Slim Thugs, like Thug, all those yeah. fucking guys. Yeah. So, like,
1: I feel like they had taken did all we of Lil Jon. No, we did not talk about Little John. King Gang 3 <laughs> Three Six Mafia. Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We didn't mention Little John.
2: <laughs> yeah, then the Florida scene, like all the Miami rappers, yeah. dude. Rick like Ross. Rick Ross. I was yeah. just gonna say Rick, Rick Ross, Ross, though, man. was fucking good for a very long yeah. time, man. Yeah, he was one of those like newer rappers. But that's the thing—you started to see that transition into like pure technology as opposed to actual talent when mm-hmm. they were creating beats. Where to me, like you have like, for instance, like Six Nine out there. Yeah, like, that was like big for a lot of people when that first hit. You know what I mean? I don't understand why. But that's the thing. That's where rap is gone now. He's got pebbles now. in his mouth, dude. Yeah. Well, it, but that's the thing that turns me off about rap now. Like to me, I feel like there's no talent. It's so behind stylized, it. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
3: It's like hair metal now.
2: It's exactly, literally like, it's exactly, hair rap. exactly. Yeah, it's this. Yeah, but why is new it lasting this teeth morning, rap, dude? That's well, that's what the media wants. That's what record industries want, dude. Because it's not yeah. about selling albums anymore. It's about putting on a show. It's funny. Yeah
3: um we were saying that i like like the lo-fi shit but if i had to pick like my favorite rap beats of all time it's probably it's like a toss-up between old school by tupac or california love and they're both like more produced by tupac standards yeah california
2: love too that's me against the world
3: and after he was like i'm shooting for the fucking stars yeah but then you also too remember we had the discussion
2: about like tupacalypse now well and and me against the
3: world he was in jail yeah, yeah. So yeah, he yeah. was like, "I might not get another shot. They might fucking yeah, kill really me or keep me in California here. So I'm love, shooting dude. for
2: the stars." Yeah.
3: So, <laughs> well, uh, me against the world hit number one while he was sure. in prison. It was the f- it was his first number one album, and it was his f- it was the first album to and Shug- hit number one and by yeah. someone who the was bailed him incarcerated. Out. Yeah, Shug's well only yeah. got him out. Yeah, shook got him out and said, "You're gonna sign with Death Row if we get you out." And Tupac was like, "Yeah, At fuck there, it, I got nothing to lose." Jail,
2: California dreaming. Exactly.
1: Yeah. As soon as I step on the scene, I'm hearing mm-hmm. Hoochie screaming.
3: So to People kind of like streamline come come this come come conversation.
2: Come never <laughs> so good. So dude. to kind of streamline. Yeah, that song was ridiculous. Too. I think, it's true. Yeah, I think we should boil this down, right? If we had to give, like, three albums or even three artists, yeah. depending on which way you're going to go. Well,
1: I'm s- I i I'm thinking, like... Yeah,
2: that's a good one. Th- three, we should each pick
3: our three best-produced rap albums. Yeah.
2: Okay. To kind of get, like, a balance in what you're going to say. Because I can figure out three that kind of blend in the transition.
1: Yeah. I yeah. Like, I don't For really- me, I
2: got to go 36 Chambers,
3: fucking... Um, Dare is the Dark Side by Redman. And then um, um, Me Against the World by Tupac. I was honestly going to pick fucking 36 Chambers, but I'll switch it. Yeah, I mean, 36 Chambers, yeah. it wouldn't it's be just a fucking that shock classic. at all if more than one of us picked that. See, so but- like,
2: yeah. to get that balance, mine would I probably have to be Tupacalypse now, Illmatic Nas, which is. Probably the, one so it's of the just best like I said, Peg more produced. It, that's what I was gonna YouTube say. Like I was even gonna say, like yeah. that era that's too for that hip hop style reminds me of like, Wu Tang in that sense. Thirty six is raw, exactly.
3: Fucking there's the dark side by Red Man's a little more produced than Yeah me Against the well, World. Well, that's why I say my third album produced. for like really produced yeah. is gonna be the documentary okay because
2: that to me was like the last album of like newer rap that i listened to where i'll put it on the same standard is like an ilmatic or yeah. two apocalypse mm-hmm. now like i can I put it. that all together like that's an album i wouldn't mind owning like actually spending money for I you have know what i mean on cd yeah it's fucking so get good Get richard dude. i
3: trying on cd yeah I'll, i would i would get the massacre
2: massacre is pretty good too yeah. but like but the, you get to Not see that like, good like gatman yeah. and robin oh i like love gatman yeah you know what i mean but that's what i'm saying like that kind of took that turn where it became more like like a groove scene as opposed to like yep. you know that angry the beat on gatman rap. is like it's ridiculous yeah it's so long yeah yeah it's cool
3: I remember think- Sean Smith used to fucking bump that shit at McDonald's. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that album's actually.
1: Shout out good. to Shiz. Yeah, Sean, shout out to Shizzy Shizzy. <laughs> um, I don't know if he listens, but I'm if sure you he do, <laughs> we haven't forgot about you.
3: About 10% chance that he's ever listened to us or less. <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance? Yeah.
2: Do I have a better chance of finding Houdini in the dollar section? About the same. <laughs> Damn.
1: Um, I would have to go with my three albums, would have to be. Ready to die.
2: No, it perfect. Yeah.
1: yeah. Ready to die 100%. That has to be on someone's list.
2: Yeah. yeah. I was Dude. actually going to pick that but I figured Biggie and Tupac I couldn't just do that. Tr- the The Chronic. Super generic. Perfect. The Chronic. I mean, you didn't pick a Tupac like- album, did you? Tupac Lips now. Yeah, you picked oh, yeah Tupac
3: did. Lips
1: F- now. Yeah. yeah. The Chronic and then um Chronic's an excellent choice for production. Fuck yeah. 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 And uh, the obviously the original Chronic, not 2001. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Marshall Mathers LP. I'm surprised you didn't say Eminem. Show. I was waiting for that. No, nah, Marshall
2: well, Mathers is like that transition from yeah, Slim Shady like, as well, because it's like Marshall Mathers yeah, is, is like the in utero, to be honest with you, of that first three album set. Well, like the yeah, way he kind of did, like did it backwards. Backwards, exactly. Yeah, well, the way I feel about Marshall it. Mather's
1: LP is like the songs that are on it and the production value in like Drug Ballad or Amityville. Even real slim. Like Sadie. Amityville is probably one of my favorite Eminem songs like, of all time. That fucking song is so insane. Good. That Remember b- me. Bitch,
2: please. Remember me. Yeah, yo, but what's cool about yeah. that era, too, is because that was the last generation of, like, solid music videos on MTV yeah. every morning bitch before school. Too, that's dude. what I mean. Bitch, yeah. please,
1: too. Dude, that fucking song. Bitch, please,
3: you must have a mental disease, so assume the position and get down on your knees. Well, <laughs> so good.
1: it's kind of funny, too. It's almost like they, like, set up exhibits like, punk them. Yeah. Like, yeah. yo, we're going to put you on the song with Eminem, Snoop Dre, Dog. and what? Snoop. And... You know you're gonna do good, bro. I'm <laughs> telling exhibits you. first wasn't bad. It, <laughs> it wasn't, was it? dude. But, but compared to like, yeah. oh, oh no, yeah. big slim dog, eighty pound balls, thick cinches, uh, dong. Like, uh, dude, it's just but like, it's what? exhibit.
2: Like exhibit to me is like the Kmart ludicrous, dude. <laughs> Kmart ludicrous. Yeah, he's the he's uh the mountain shouting. <laughs> exhibits mountain just shoutin'. like <laughs> <"Yo."> <laughs> exhibits <laughs> are mountain shouting, dude.
3: <laughs> exhibits Look. just like yo, we put a plasma TV under your hood,
2: dog. <laughs> Yo, Wait, we heard would you, you be like, working on your yo, shit? Yo, we change like oil. baseball, we dog. Got you, so dog. we put a full fucking baseball field in your trunk, dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like on um, Like for real, dude. He's you he got ludicrous to do, exhibits the shouting. For real. Bro, we turned your sunroof into a
3: convertible umbrella. You fucking rolling in the rain, dog. You got your nice shit on. You don't feel like getting wet. You take the sunroof out, dog. Take it with you. Who cares about the car? You'll get a new one.
1: (laughs) That's so funny. But here we go. This is why I consider Exhibit to have gotten punked on this album. So, like, let's see. (laughs) Let me kick back. Let me lay back and kick some more simplistic pimp shit no, on Slim's ship. I, I know. This is okay. Dre. Start riots oh, like yeah, Biscuit. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Throw on guilty conscience at concerts and watch mosh pits till motherfuckers knock each other unconscious. Right? You go into. I'm watching you move. You found dead in your garage with 10 o'clock news coverage. Gotta love it, cause I exposed the facade. Your little lungs are too small to hot box with God. Like, how does that even make sense with anything? Like, Snoop's talking about fucking, rap and shit. Exhibit is just pulling out of the well, fucking like the cliche saying, playbook. Like, he's
3: he's saying like, you think you could hang? Like, you can't even hang with us when we're fucking smoking and not like doing anything for real. Like, yeah, I mean, but like all well, jokes aside, it's come bounce the with worst, us. Worst.
1: Yeah, standing over you with a twelve gauge about the bust. It's like what? Then you get into Eminem's verse here and fucking just like any other song Eminem's has been ever yeah. featured on with other rappers completely blows it out of the fucking wall. Yo,
2: bottom line is this, dude. All right. It took a long time before Snoop jumped on that show with Martha Stewart, right? Okay, but he he he's like over that point of his career. Like yeah. he did the whole fucking Snoop Lion shit. Exhibit was doing fucking pimp my ride. Like <laughs> while some of these guys were like in their prime, dude, and he came up in the same era and he that's already true. jumped on a television show. <laughs> I mean, your rap career ain't doing well, dude. If you're doing pimp my ride while like, other people are still dropping, you know. Like albums. I don't mind
1: Exhibit. I think he, I think he's a I think he's a decent rapper. And you know his little like cameo thing in Eight Mile wasn't bad. But
2: Exhibit and, putting him on a song like that's this, what I'm dude, saying, like a fucking
1: flat out punk that's like, like if you had you like now.
2: modern day like if you had the game and like 50 cent like early on with G Unit eminem you threw like chameleon air in there bro <laughs> yeah <laughs> but like as it goes dude like i'm telling you right now like i guarantee
1: you they're in the fucking studio when they were mixing this fucking shit and dre's like looking at eminem like like yo here's your boy x <laughs> yeah right like here's your boy in fucking snoop Dogg's like listen this motherfucker right here he thinking he can rap
0: <laughs>
1: but yeah, I mean, so like those are my three albums I'm choosing. But I think my favorite rap beat of all time has to be Holy Grail, Jay Z. Yeah? yeah, dude, that's a good one for Magna Carta. Holy Grail, yeah, yeah. like I, I didn't really listen to the album at all, but I heard Holy Grail,
0: stupid and contagious, <laughs> or
3: whatever. Yeah, that's the one, right? Yeah, where he samples his cargo or whatever, or sings, the yeah, he's like, whatever. um. we all just entertain us, we're stupid and contagious
1: yeah he's like like uh kirk Cobain did it to myself Mm. and we all just entertain us but yeah um dude i listened to that fucking song for the first time in like a car with like an actual system Mm -hmm. and for listeners out there like you know i am a metalhead and i do like a lot of that shit but there's an alter ego side When you have a car that's got, like, a ghetto blaster-ass system in it, and you got some big-ass 12-inch woofers that are shaking your license plate off your car, I find that shit to be super fucking cool. I was that guy. Yeah. And to have a song like Holy Grail, like... Like, it's just sick. It's fucking Mm -hmm. insane. And to this day, like, if I'm looking to get fucking pumped up and get some goofy shit going on...
3: I think I actually got a remover, uh red man from the uh press produced and i gotta slide uh fear of fear of black planet into the position Mm. can't take red man over you really think fear of a uh, black planet is better than um that takes a nation well i prefer it yeah really takes a nation was a big thing when it came out because there had been nothing like it before but fear of black planet was the work that was done it was built off of it was it was continued it was like the work was being continued so you, you had feel like po- Fear
2: of a Black Planet, which just like a little more tweaked, and then. Yeah, Fear like, of a Black like, Planet, the, the thing
3: with that was, that was them at the peak of their powers. And yeah. then, like, the day after Fear of a Black Planet came out, like, Congress literally passed a law that put, like, giant limits on samples True. because they saw how, like, Public Enemy was doing it. Yeah. And they got, like, scared. Yeah, it takes a nation, I think it the entire music industry. Yeah. Fear of a Black Planet, like, so that's why on Apocalypse 91 you have those like much more basic songs like Shut Them Down yeah. and um um Get the Fuck Out of Dodge. Yeah. Like there's a bunch of what um a Night Train is real simple. Uh, can't trust this real simple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, what I mean, it's just one. I gotta re-listen because like, that, like I get
2: I get stuck on It Takes Nation because that album that was the first album I heard Show by Public Enemy.
3: It's such a good I love album, that album though, Yeah, But Fear of a Black Planet it's definitely the best. So what one. are your
2: final three? My
3: final three is Fear of a Black Planet, Me Against the World. Or no, uh, Fear of a Black Planet, 36 Chambers, and Me Against the World. And then I'd also like to do an honorable mention for California Love, the double A-side single with How Do You Want It? That's probably the best rap single of all time in True. my book. Mm. It's uh, yeah. Double A side with California Love and How Do You Want It. That shit was some fire when so it that's dropped. Your, that's yeah, your hell list? yeah. That's that was some the, like there ain't never been fucking a two two song CD that had better beats than True. fucking <laughs> California Love and fucking How Do You Want It. Like that shit was ridiculous. Shout out
2: to fucking Casey and JoJo as well.
1: What's your uh definitive three? My stage? definitive
2: three is definitely Illmatic. Documentary is obviously my stretch for the newer. Mm. Sound was still and then obviously the final one is the apocalypse now with an honorable mention of liquid swords. Okay. Cause I just the beat quality on liquid like swords, like, shit I don't want to, three. yeah, I, yeah. I, like with Wu-Tang, too. There's so many different yeah. aspects of Wu-Tang that you can pick from. Yeah. And I could go NWA, I could go like you know, doggy style Snoop, like that mm-hmm. whole West Coast side. But there's something about East Coast rap, and the only thing with West Coast style, like Tupacalypse now just does it for me. It's East Coast, it, it, it really it just does it for yeah. me, dude. That was him, it's at always, like just his more raw,
3: bitter ass. It's aspect always funny of. to me that that's the shit that they had in San Andreas. Fuck yeah. 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 it I don't should have been like. Like yeah how do you want it or california Love? that was like the one-two <laughs> box like, on that um, they like
2: really didn't fit the vibe
3: yeah hail mary or something exactly yeah hail california mary love would have been perfect that's see. a great producer oh fuck yeah, yeah dude. A great beat for 97 or yeah, whatever dude hell yeah um fucking even i was gonna say with the wu-tang shit though like even when i was saying 36 chambers it's like you really could extend that and be like RZA's whole first fucking run. ODB. What, yeah, with uh, mm-hmm. 36 Chambers, Return to the 36 Chambers, Liquid Swords, yep. fucking Takao by Method Man. Right, dude. Um, What's the album with Raekwon? Only Built for Cuban Links. Um, You yep. God's album in like 01 or whatever is even good. His first album after he got out of jail. Golden yeah. Arms Redemption. um to No Said Date. That album's really good. Yo, yeah. like, all the all of, whole All the aspects that every the first album by Wu-Tang and even really Wu-Tang forever which was like still amidst the first batch of solo albums cuz the thing with RZA was he produced the first solo album at least from everybody in Wu Tang clan. Okay. See and all that for like those first basically ten albums of the Wu Tang clan between thirty six chambers and then all the members' solo albums. Yeah. They're all fucking ridiculous. So you got Dre
1: with like everybody from NWA's well,
2: solo yeah, solo Think about it. Yeah, is kind of like a Dre of the East Coast. Think about that. He had though. his crew and he just did all the production. You talk yeah. about yeah. groups from back then like NWA when that dissolved and you see all the careers that became successful individually post NWA. Yeah. Same thing with Wu Tang. But then you have like newer acts, like remember. Twelve, yeah. Eminem was the only one that remained severely successful after that. Bizarre,
1: bizarre was kind of successful. Not even close to Eminem. I'm talking
2: about in the regards of like the way Easy made it, the way Dre made it. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. But. Then you had G-Unit, same thing, like Young Buck and um, Lloyd Banks tried to make something themselves, and that yeah. lasted for a couple of years, and 50 Cent still is even remotely on the radar a bit, but you didn't see the level of yeah, success. But he's not in the fucking I don't think Because would have ever
3: had the level of success as Dre. But does it if live. he didn't die? Yeah, yeah I, I agree.
2: Know. I can agree with that, but still, eazy yeah. is a household name. Doctor oh, yeah. Dre is a Without household name. If I go up to someone like, yo, did you listen to the latest you Tony Yeo album who from 09? Oh fuck yeah. Yeah, okay.
1: Like when you like it's funny when you like think of like like you say something like Compton to somebody. Like, yeah. oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, like first like, thing
3: they're thinking is NWA. Yeah, yeah, like
1: describe somebody from Compton. They're gonna describe EZE E. Kendrick
2: Lamar. You know what's funny yeah. about that? You do that because of the documentary. And like Game's whole thing was putting Compton back on the map. I, that's Hank what I'm saying. Kendrick. I put him in there because he yeah. really tried to bring Gangster Rat back. Mm-hmm. He just got real pissed off with the way that everything was handled. Well, him and really. 50 ended up having beef, huge right? beef. And yeah. even Dre, too, at the end of the day. Yeah. Right, Dre turned on the he, game. He, he, he produced his second album and then fucking. The follow up to the documentary. Yeah, then he went straight independent after that. I forget the label he was under, something blood or whatever i forget what it was
3: well dre was done with rap basically by then dre was like uh, i guess i'll do it like yeah. with rap projects but like he yeah. was busy making why is he gonna waste in his view why is he gonna waste his time spending six months on an album that he's gonna make two million dollars off of true. when he could move
2: some money around for a fucking week and make fucking 20 million what's well, even those documentaries say dre was like really comfortable with himself like with the whole he didn't even like rap and really much he just yeah. liked to be behind the scenes and like that's what I like, kind of about his personality, that humbleness, where he was able, like the whole humility he displayed, where it's like he was good with what he did. Did you ever hear about the, the uh Eminem Royce the Five Nine beef
3: yeah. with Dre? Yeah. The apparently the reason that Eminem and um Royce the Five Nine had fallen out was because Royce the Five Nine said in an interview that in the studio Eminem would be like giving Dr. Dre pointers on rapping. What and. Doctor Dre behind the scenes was just like, Yeah, he's cut off. Like he can't be saying shit like that. Like What no Dre said really. about him? About Royce the Five Oh, nine, Royce to
2: five nine was doing that shit. Royce
3: to five nine said that in the studio M and M would be schooling Doctor Dre. Oh, uh, so he, he was like putting that shit out there. Rapping. Yeah, that's fucked up, dude. Um and yeah. Royce to five
2: nine don't even strike me like I that. I don't think Royce like, to five nine was trying
3: to be dramatic about it. Just it just kind of slipped, and it, it, it just was like, happened. like it just happened. That. And then Dre heard about it, and he's like, "What the fuck did he say?" Yeah, that's <laughs> kind of fucking.
2: Weak. He's I not like not Royce the the five fucking... nine shit. Yeah, dude. that's
3: like um, that's like being like I'm gonna sell water ice in New Jersey fuck that Rita, bitch. (laughs) And you just piss off Rita or whoever the fuck owns the company. Yeah, that's funny. (laughs) You can't be talking shit on Dr. Dre if you're trying to get in the rap game.
1: I mean, dude, let's be real. Like, without even hearing that story, I'm pretty sure at some point or another, we could all assume that Eminem had helped Dr. Dre with writing a rap or two. Well, they were were
3: collaborators. Exactly. It's it's just Eminem, like, they had their strong shit and their weaker shit, like... Yeah, Eminem's like I guarantee probably a better you. MC, and Dr. Dre is a thousand times better behind the booth.
1: Well, I yeah, understand. in my opinion, I think even like in NWA and shit, even in the Solar Careers, Dr. Dre had a better groove than Eminem i think he hold on the way i the, the way groove on i
3: mean yeah i mean the groove on ain't nothing but a d thing is better than anything groovy that m ms ever done well this is what
1: i mean like i i kind of split it he's up he's got into, swagger that
3: yeah. m m can't ever like i split off. up into yeah. like
1: there's a groove and then there's a flow m has got a better flow where he could just fucking rhyme and rhyme and rhyme and yeah, rhyme yeah, yeah. it could rhyme anything yeah Dr. Dre doesn't need to use as many words because he just has that swagger, that fucking thing.
3: Eminem always sounds angry, and Dr. Dre just sounds like he's just doing
1: what
2: he's doing. He's just kicking it. Yeah. Like, what's that saying? Like, there's too many chefs in the kitchen or some shit like that? Too many
1: Indians... Too too many too many Indians, not as many chiefs or something. Something
2: too yeah, but like Too many cooks she, in the kitchen. Too many yeah, cooks, too many cooks in well, the See, kitchen. this is the thing. That's what I think with like Dre the difference was is when he was in NWA, like look how many like creative minds were in that act that wound up being yeah. able to be successful. Between Eminem and Dre, I'm sure there was like creative differences, but it's just the two of them and they wanted to be successful. Exactly. And they, like you said, both their strong suits, like Eminem's more comfortable being the MC and the lyricist as opposed to Dre likes to just be behind the scenes. But then, like collaborations that they did, like "Guilty Conscience." I remember hearing that as a yeah. kid, and I was like blown away by that fucking song, man. "Guilty yeah. Conscience." Fuck yeah, dude! I was never crazy about blown that away because the music video, dude. I thought yeah, it was hilarious, was and I fucking like the song dude, super itself enjoyed was fucking it. cool. Yeah, dude. But as never a young a kid, man. <laughs> yeah, as a young kid, dude, I found that so fucking cool. <laughs> MTV really did it for me back in the day, man. Role model yeah. and. Uh...
3: I got mushrooms, I got tabs, I'm asking tablets, I'm your brother when you oh. need <laughs> <the way laughs> to set you free. That Those two songs remind my jams off Real Slim Shady. I forget what the fuck. It's like, it's, it's like two words. It's like I Wanna or something. It's like the second to last song, I think. You guys know what song I'm talking about? I know the song, but I, I don't know the name. I mean,
1: it's on that cassette over there. We can look at it later. <laughs> 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 um...
2: That's funny.
1: My definitive three is it has to be Ready to Die, Marshall LP, and The Chronic. But I do have an honorable mention for License to Ill.
0: Mm, okay.
3: It yeah. kind
1: of brings in like the best of both worlds, or yeah. the best of all three worlds. Yeah. For me with opinion. Beastie
3: Boys, I always, ill communication was always my jam and check your head, that's my favorite. Beastie I was in Boys between shit. license
1: to ill and yeah. ill communication. Yeah, yeah. And
3: Paul's boutique.
1: I like Paul's boutique I recognize
3: was like a leap, but it's kind of like, like how like people say like, like uh Nirvana the shit was being done for by bands for years before they did it. It's just they crystallized it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's kind of how I feel about Paul's boutique. Like Paul's boutique was some shit that needed to be done, but they didn't like crystallize it. True. You feel me? Um. Yeah. So like. The experimentation on Paul's boutique I really like, but the actual production itself, I was never that Dust Brothers production on that album I never was crazy about. I always felt it was way better. Like they did Odalay by Beck. Yeah, I yeah. always thought they slayed on Odalay. Yeah. Like Odelay is a perfectly produced album. Yeah, I can agree with that. Um even Beck deserves like a smidge of like rap props.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Think a loser.
3: I mean, actually, we probably shouldn't bring him. in. We're talking about
2: all these greats, and now I'm talking yeah, about fucking Beck. <laughs> mm. All right, the whole that. Was Tupac, Big Pun, Biggie, and uh, back, back for loser. <laughs> 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 Hold
3: on, Beck. I'm gonna let you finish. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe like and like maybe like five Throwback
1: minutes. Throwback right
2: that. there for all those who don't know.
1: <laughs> Ricka Ricka, where's that? All
2: right. That's some quality, quality lineups right there. Exactly. I think every album we named is essential, though. 100%. Like you have to listen.
1: So what do you think out there, listeners of this podcast? Is there albums that we didn't mention that we should have? Do you feel like Dr. Dre, Dre he's the is... the best
2: rapper of all time.
1: <laughs> yeah. Do you feel like Dre isn't as cracked up as he is uh, led out to be? Do you feel like Eminem does not have an impeccable flow?
2: Do you think Tupac is
1: overrated? Do you what? think Tupac's
3: overrated? Fuck no. Tupac's <laughs> underrated. Everyone always talks about fucking Biggie. It's always, eh, I don't really like the West Coast. Wait, off. do you think I Biggie's like overrated? Coast. I think Biggie's I don't even want to get into this conversation. Fucking this because I can't handle dude, this right dude.
2: now. Biggie. No, we're not doing this. Bro, there's not. What do you think? Get us on our Instagrams. <laughs> I can't do this right now. This is a to-be-continued episode. Dude, now. everyone
3: always acts like, oh, Biggie's got the bops.
2: Tupac dude, is just like all on the Have nine. we done an overrated, underrated? And... um? Everyone's gonna vote Biggie. Just call so I don't a list even want to over, like artists that like everyone knows, and we all overrated, underrated, and we make a we'll list just do on the, the side. Feuds. Yeah, people hate
3: on Pac because they're scared of themselves. They're <laughs> scared to look deep inside themselves and find true righteousness. That's the thing do with Biggie. They're, they're like, yeah, drink commercial. up, like <laughs> smoke up. It's fucking mindless bullshit fun. Like with Tupac, he actually
1: had you fucking thinking, dog. Okay, it's but. Facts. If you have anything that differs from what we all just said, get at us on our social medias Instagram and Twitter at RATM Podcast, Facebook.com slash RATM Podcast, or you can get us on our email, RATM Podcast at com. That concludes this topic. We're personal gonna,
3: suggestions. Personal
1: suggestions. This week, I want to suggest the song Morning Whiskey. Off of the album Descending from Friends of the Podcast, alica give these guys major props. Made it to Billboard. They made it to the top 200. I think. Okay. I think they hit like 80 or something
3: Word. higher than Bleach. Very nice.
1: They uh, Word. dude, they they hit fucking Billboard and like to see that and like you know that was quick too. Inspiring. Seeing that, it yeah. Was, it, you know, it's one of those things. Like after spending time and like talking with RJ and shit and like you know. Get, establishing a friendship with it to, like, see, like, somebody that, you know, I, like, know on, like, a personal level or, like, on an equal level, let's say. To see them get to billboard, like, that's, like, what? Like, that's shit that, like, we dream about. Hell Yeah. Like one day I'll hit Billboard. Hell yeah, dude. And we're talking about a death metal band. Oh, I from... would
2: screenshot that, and even if I became a bum in my fifties, I'd still be telling people like Remember that time look at that I shit. hit Billboard? I'd be sending I'd be airdropping that photo to people I don't even know, just in the <laughs> if air. David Gman would have took his
1: finger out of his ass, I would have been gold, damn it.
2: <laughs> Hell yeah.
1: But um yeah, Morning Whiskey by Alica, off of Descending. I I I listened to the whole album, I really enjoyed it. But Morning Whiskey is has my top five favorite breakdown of all time.
2: Really? Yes. I'll have to listen. Yeah. You, you'll have to if hear it. you it in it. top five because you've heard plenty of breakdowns. I've heard plenty of breakdowns. This,
1: yeah. When you hear it, you'll understand why. All right. So, uh, who wants to go next? I'll take it. Um, I got
3: Old School off Tupac's fucking third album, Me Against the Fucking World. Nice. Me Against the World. Not Me Against the Fucking World. Got a got little it. hype there. Yeah, <laughs> I got a Fair lot. enough. Me Against the World. That's the, the explicit world. version. Yeah. First album that Tupac released to go number one and first album to hit number one ever by someone who was incarcerated. So <laughs> Meek it. Mill, Lil Wayne, they all have a lot of uh, thanks to give to brother Pac. That's another one
2: though. We didn't mention Meek Mill, Saint Pac, Meek Mill.
3: Yeah, we didn't mention Lil Wayne either. I, thought, I, did, I mentioned Carter, him
2: briefly in the Southern rap. Bach is hot. Carter three, Birdman.
3: Mm, I could live without Birdman.
2: Yeah. yeah. Early on. He kind of was like the stepping stone of pushing Lil Wayne too. Totally he was like forward. the Lil John of fucking uh King Gang twins. Dirk crew, yeah. <laughs> um my pick is the nineteen eighty two release, the self titled by Bad Brains, entitled simply Bad Brains. Nice. Um track I'm picking is big takeover. I'm more of an eye against eye guy. Nah, bad brains, bad brains.
0: Eye against eye. Bad brains, bad brains. <laughs>
1: Our group suggestion for this week to go along with our topic is to check out the 2020 Spike Jones directed The Beastie Boys Story. Mm. Um, This is the documentary that chronicles the whole Beastie Boys career um, up until today. Uh, I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. It's something I was planning on watching in the... What's it streaming on? Well, Apple TV... But you can also find it on water other, twig. on the yeah you the can water find twig. it on the water twig. Okay. that's where I'm about to watch it. All right, I did try to look up fucking if I leave here tomorrow, the mm. Leonard Skinner. Yes, movie. yes, yes, yes. There's no streams available on the. Wait, water was that the twig. one I told you about? Darkness yeah, that was on fucking
2: one. Uh, Netflix or Hulu or something. It's yeah. on Prime. Prime, but, but you, you have to money rent now? It. Now? Yeah, fuck, dude. $5. Yeah, that was free when I watched it, bro. It's
1: five dollars. Not worth five for Beastie Boys. No, no, for um, Leonard Skinner. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, if I'm you can find that on the Water world.
2: Twig, bro, it's a quality documentary.
1: I want to watch it. I really do. Like
2: you saw the ZZ Top one. Yeah, it kicks the shit out of that. Really, just EZ for information. Fucking good. It kicks the shit out of it. So much more information Damn. about the plane crash, about the band. You learn so much so quick, and it's like easy to follow along and getting all the transition of members and how it happened. Quality watch. Nice. But going back to the Spike Jones one, yeah.
1: But like yeah, um, Spike Jones, obviously from Jackass yes. fame, yes, um, directed this movie, and I've heard really good things about. it. I believe it's got ninety five percent of Rotten Tomatoes. Not that that really means anything, but if it was an audience score of ninety five percent, you know, Beastie Boys are just one of those undeniable. Always gotta give a shot, yeah. Fuck yeah, yep. But on that note, this is another episode of Rage Against the Mainstream podcast in the books, um. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed the interview I did with Shane Jost from Cognitive that just came out Saturday. And make sure you tune in this Saturday because we have Justin Longshore from Through the Eyes of the Dead that, you know, called into the studio. And uh, unfortunately, next Monday is going to be the last episode of the the season. season. Yep. are concluding
2: season two on, we'll a be high back note. with a better intro to avoid copyright infringement. Of course, suck it, Warner Brothers. Might be you a too personal rendition. They're fucking getting out of control <laughs> with just copyright wall,
3: bullshit. The fucking ads on like Tad videos, like yo, Tad doesn't want ads on ads on their shit. Like what Tad you probably doing? isn't
1: even getting fucking money from <laughs> those
3: ads. I'm fucking ripping off my man Tad Arthur Doyle.
2: <laughs> but <laughs> trying to listen to Leafy Incline, and I learn about Colgate. I got yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Fucking, fuck out of here. Yeah,
3: it's bullshit. <laughs>
1: But on that note, this is another episode of Rage Against the Mainstream in the books. If you like, you can get us on our social media accounts. Facebook.com slash podcast. Instagram and Twitter at Podcast. We also have a new website that is up and running. com slash podcast.
2: That's a fucking mouthful.
1: Yeah, it's it's a mouthful. I didn't pay money for the site.
2: Yeah, true. So the Wix site thing is in there. Didn't want to uh, try and find a link to it on they Didn't uh, wanna go daddy. Or, or Instagram yeah. Didn't wanna go daddy. Yeah. We'll um
1: <laughs> we'll post the link on our social media so you can <laughs> so you can check it out and you can finally put a name to the face. Or or face to the name. You face mean? to the name. <laughs> name to the face. Whatever. To the name. Yeah. Works either way. On that note, this Regency mainstream signing off. As always. I'm Bill. I'm Connor. I'm Steve. Have a good night, guys. Thanks Same for listening. for real, check out
0: Old School.